Do you know that most of the pet toys are made from non-recyclable plastic? Once thrown away, the material simply sits in the dumping ground for hundreds of years. But now, there is no need to worry about your growing carbon footprint because you need to keep your furballs happy. The Happy Cato makes cat toys from recycled products. Not only this, but with every kitty kit that they sell, they donate a portion to help the cats in need. You can place order through their Instagram. Just visit the Happy Cato. That is P A G H A P P Y C A T T O, and they deliver in all metro cities. Just check their Instagram. They have such cute products. Makes me want to adopt a cat, but my mom won't allow. And why not dogs? You ask. Well, I don't know. You can message them and ask if one can be made on special orders. Hey, boys and girls. Anshul this side. I am back with a brand new episode of Daily Passenger Responsible Travel Podcast. Before we start, I would like to share a story because it is connected with today's topic. During the first year of my college, I was big on co-curricular activities because other cool students were doing it too. So one day when it was announced that we will be having a debate competition, I went and registered my name. On the day of the debate, I invited my crush to the auditorium hoping that she will fall all over my auditory skills. No puns intended. Spoilers she didn't and no one does but 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 i didn't know that at that time i was a naive 20 year old boy who went on the stage with the confidence of tushar kapoor while signing a new movie i spoke and spoke and waved my hands and did all the expressions while putting my points then the debate ended my crush walked up to me and told me hey it was really nice hearing you up there and i said no biggie I am always ready for a debate and she replies yes just like that guy on big boss he talks exactly in this style and that boys and girls was how i realized that i should not copy something that everyone is doing it won't make me cool but will somehow make me sound like a big boss contestant i was heartbroken and just like my debate fiasco you too should not take part in any activity just because others are doing it and it looks cool You can literally die after reaching 4000 meters and your crush won't be impressed. Do something original. Today I have invited a guest to talk about trekking and how many misinformations are there. We have a lot of issues in the world of modern trekking. Commercial trekking agencies have been fooling everyone with their fraud practices. And trekkers they are fooling trek companies with their fake medical certificates. To speak about the issues that have plagued trekking industry I am joined by Arnab who himself is a trekking expert and one of the genuine people who will not give you a trek package unless it is cleared by at least 5 doctors. Ah, I am just kidding. It is only 2 doctors. Anyhow, enough banters and jokes. Here is Arnab. Let's talk about responsible trekking and gain some nice information. Before we start, please make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast and don't forget to check out the old episodes. Hi Arnab. Hi Anshul. How are you doing? I'm good. What about you? I'm doing good too. As a custom, we normally start the podcast with a short introduction from our guest. So Arnab, please share a little about your work and your background. Uh, uh, see. So, uh, my work, I will like to say I'm an explorer, uh, a traveler, a trekker. 
a person who have a little bit passion for photography and exploring many places around the world. So that's what currently I'm doing. Uh, but I had a background of IT software engineer. So I worked as a software engineer for along, almost like 10 years in different companies like Jinpak, Accenture. And then one point of time, then I, I mean, like I have to take a decision. I have to choose one and I choose traveling over I mean, my IT job. And when I started, I mean, like uh, saying traveling, not exactly. I try to establish, establish myself as a traveler. Uh, rather, I had a wish to stay in Himalayas. So I was, think, I, was, I was in the thought of how can I stay in Himalayas for longer time than that and contribute to the Himalayas. So that way, we started an organization called Rocky Feet. And currently, I'm still with the organization, our organization, Rocky Feet, which has like three objectives. Uh, we can pillar, like explore, educate, conserve. We are right now working in many biodiversity regions of India including Himala and others in here, Sundarbans, uh, I mean, different biodiversity regions, we are working there. So mostly, I mean, as part of exploration, uh, we explore places, we help people to travel, help people to trek, explore different adventure aspects of India. In case of education, we are trying to help out collaborate and collaborate with many NGOs to work different kinds of awareness and educational projects, same as for conservation goals, like, uh, we are trying to grow awareness about our nature, natural surroundings, our biodiversity heritage, how we can and preserve it. So we look, I mean, we are participating in different projects to do that. Maybe, I mean, in a nutshell, I can introduce myself like that. You are working for Amphan Relief right now. So would you like to share a little about the project? Yeah, definitely. I would like to. Uh, Ampan Relief, in case of Ampan Relief, I was in, due to lockdown, I was uh, stuck in Kolkata. Uh, I mean, normally I stay in uh, lay during that time. And uh, for this lockdown, I was in Kolkata, the Ampan heats. And in, uh, in my ages, I haven't seen something like hitting some, this kind of storm hitting Kolkata and like, creating a devastating effect around, around. Once it is stopped, I get out of my home and I was looking around. Trees, I mean, like many of the canopies, trees, when the canopies are gone, many of the house, shelter, offices, shops, buildings, they're damaged. And uh, the more soon the news is pop up from farther land beyond Calcutta, uh, Shundarban was mostly affected. So Actually, I was looking, I was, we Rocky Fit as an organization, we do works in different regions, but I mean, in kind of this relief work, we don't do that much. We are more into different kind of projects. So I was approaching different organizations. So then I approached a couple of organizations. One of them was Chopin, uh, it's, it's a, or Calcutta-based NGO. It's a bunch of professors, uh, journalists, uh, police officers, government officials, everyone was there. And. I meet them in a meeting and they are so much concerned. I like them the way they are, I mean, like have this passion to do something for people affected. Then I approach Shundar, I mean, I mean travel along with them in Shundarbans. They was taking care of uh, the fundraising aspect, uh, collecting different kind of reliefs, uh, all this food, dry food reliefs. My work was, uh, I was mostly there where the distribution was going on in Shandeshkali blocks of Shundarbans. I've seen how it was impacted, the region it was. See, all we know how, I mean, like many of us know definitely the mangroves, right? Sundarban is a mangrove region. And if you look into it, 
it's many information available already in internet where it's showing how man mangroves as a forest they works to protect habitats human habitats and habitats of many other animals from this storm they are like i mean like a sponge they absorb how amount of pressure you go and just work on i mean like put on it so one part of them always it's like coming on in our mind that we should plant more mangroves and in case of i mean we take a initiatives uh, called uh, green is future from rocky feet we are collaborating ready to collaborate with many other uh, i mean any other platform also who are i mean like we're doing plantations green i mean increasing green cover so mangrove plantation is also one of the key aspect we are keeping in this greenest future project and we are approaching different regions of sundarbans to understand how this how this can be i mean it's a different plant it grows in saline water region mud region how seedlings settle i mean like saplings seedlings come up all this we studied we are i mean hitting sundarban in couple of uh, i mean days so i studied couple of few aspects where we are trying to figure out why this plantation i mean it's getting reduced the mangrove cover area is getting reduced what are the human impacts in it i mean human have uh, i mean civilization impact in it so all these things we are looking into it and in that way uh, definitely we are going to plant mangrove but also we have a like overall objective of understanding how it's happening for example i will add a story that we heard that uh, this uh, suppose mangroves the fruits which contains the seeds uh, it just uh, releases into water because there are these trees they get flooded with the high tide and the release is into the seeds into fruits into water and with the tide these seeds are going away to um spread the other lands with their species how that's how they spread themselves but uh, one thing is happening like when local community they going for fishing they, they captures this uh, i mean this not captures when they are fishing this fruits got trapped in their net fishing net so once it is trapped they are somehow it's bringing it and dumping it up somewhere so it's natural process of propagations natural process of this seeds getting propagated in different end landscape of sundarban maybe it's interrupted it at least for a certain uh, i mean certain amount for this reason so we are looking into i mean we are approaching the local community and we are trying to bring a behavioral change among our our in our community so that this process can be again i mean do it uninterruptedly even i mean we are working on it so maybe i have to come up with much more bigger story bigger aspect of it when we are coming back from this sundarban drive currently we are definitely we are going to plant around 2000 and mangrove trees in this region and apart from that we are also looking into a much more so, i mean sustainable solution which will bring us a cultural changes which will bring us a practice changes to increase the mangrove cover in whole sundarban region better way now coming to the topic uh, so arna mm-hmm. what are some of the most dangerous misconceptions that modern trekkers believe about climbing himalayas misconceptions are uh, maybe many there was a lot of assumptions lot of conceptions there i mean we we can call actually them can be misunderstanding and misconceptions we can call them but uh, if i have to point like couple of major then definitely i will pick a one that climbing himalayas is easy 
we have an office in Leh. So we meet uh, trackers and people on a very regular basis during almost, uh, I mean, like six to eight months in the office. Uh, for for example, Rocky Pit as a, I mean, like a organization when we get uh, uh, in mail inquiries or the call from people, that is different. And these people stepping into our office and they doesn't they uh, want to start for Stokkangri tomorrow. They want to start for our Kangyats the next day. Climbing Himalayas, trekking Himalayas is not easy. It's achievable. Definitely you can achieve it. Many of us can achieve it, but it's not easy. When I'm trying to say it's easy means I've seen people came up without preparation, without planning, without enough study, without doing enough fitness work. Preparation planning is almost zero. He just have gone through one blog. I don't know whose blog is that, how it is written. But that from that blog, either he got the idea or he assumed it is very easy. But it's not easy at all. There are different grades of trekking. There are different grades of climbing. I will just take an example. For what I have seen in last few years, for example, a peak like Stokkangri, Kangyatse. These peaks, these 6,000 plus peaks, so Congress is 6153 meters. So this, this peak, it's a 6,000 meter peak with less oxygen. You have to end of the day, you have to walk at least for 10 to 14 hours for a summit walk. But easy, it's not a quantitative thing. It's just a relative thing, right? Easier than what? Walking on top of 6,000 meter above 5,000 meter can be easier than walking on top of 7,000 meter. But it's not easy at all. So that is, I will say, the biggest one. I mean, which I feel when I talk to people, they come up with this, these misconceptions. What are my feeling is most is like disrespect. You are disrespecting the nature. You are disrespecting the mountain. It doesn't know the capacity it has. Any day it can show you, I mean, show you how big they are, how difficult they are. A small twist in climate, a small twist in weather can show you how difficult they are. And definitely, second point I will say that is misconception is about this. It's a kind of it's a fuzzy area of this safety and cheap. To me, definitely there are many cheaper way to travel. There are many cheaper way to trek. That is how backpacking is. When you do backpacking, you manage yourself most of the time, right? You manage yourself properly. So that is how it becomes cheaper. That is how it becomes easier. You find out different way to like travel through a local bus, consume local food, stay in a local homestay. So these are the things you do in case of travel to make your travel less costly or cheaper. But when in time, I mean, you are saying it for the climbing or I mean, this kind of adventure sports activity, you have to consider the safety parameters involved in it. Sometimes making it cheaper, it making is less safer also. Maybe it's not sometimes, it's most of the time what I have seen. It's important because adventure sports can cause your life, can cost your life also. 
So why we are not considering safety? This is the, I will say, this is one of the major misconceptions. Whenever you are picking up an adventure sport by your passion or sports, it's up to you. But look at the safety aspects. Things can be cheaper when an organization is working with 30 people, 40 people in a single group, one guide serving them. Person who is taking care of your team, if you give him a team of like 20 people, 30 people, it's impossible. But that's how your trekking became cheaper. So ultimately, you are compromising with your safety to make it cheaper. There are many more. Uh, I, I mean, like I have seen people have misconceptions about host or the people the supporting staff also. I want to men- mention that we are going in an organized trekking. And there are many people to support you. A cook, uh, a kitchen helper, a porters, guide, a person who is sitting in the office, not traveling along with you, but managing the every single aspect of planning and operations. There are many people involved in this process to make your trek, climb safer and better. So people have misconceptions about them also, how hard their job is. If you do not understand, if you don't try to understand, then it will be difficult for them to serve you better. And then this also happens now that uh, cheap trekking company adds extra money for sleeping bags. You have to pay extra for transportation, pay extra for tampons, and everything possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That is also as if we are going to talk about this cost aspect, we have to say about this also because. Uh, there are many hidden costs. Many companies keep a lot of hidden costs in their packages. So they, they, they keep hiding, I mean, keep hiding things. I mean, once you arrive at Le, you have to pay for your taxi fare to the hotel also. They have seen that. This is that every year we are seeing it. I mean, uh, I mean, you have to manage this your own. We have to manage that your own. We have to. The, so I will say, I mean, it is cheating or not, that's up to people who are choosing. Rather, I will say, when you or somebody is going to buy a trekking package, you should check care more. That what are the inclusions? What are the exclusions? Make it more clear. And first of all, again and again, if you are getting involved with a company in this kind of discussion, if you're doing a study about your package of inclusion and exclusions, then please check what are the words paint for safety parameters? Are they carrying oxygen cylinder to support you? Do they have a proper medical kit? What will happen if on a middle of a trek something happens to you? How they are going to take care? Are they explaining to you all these things? These are important. Why it's important? Because maybe they have very good certified, I mean, quality staff to support you or adventure. But are they prepared? Are they considering things? Certifications or doing a course doesn't bring the seriousness. I mean, you may be knowledgeable, but are you ready to, I mean, willing to do that or not? That as a consumer, we should check more from our end. Issue with insurance has been very prominent when it comes to trekking. So uh, a lot of trekkers don't know that they get certain facilities in insurance when they, uh, that they take with that trek package. So Arnav, would you like to explain what is this and how can more trackers use insurance system in their benefit? 
uh i mean insurance as a term in indian adventure industry is itself a issue i mean if you look at there are many adventure sector in india there are mountaineering trekking bungee jumping whitewater rafting many more skydiving many more i am as per my knowledge right now none of this sector has a proper insurance system currently indian market they come up with their uh, travel insurance most of the travel insurance we approach bajaj uh, i mean i say lombard religere and all this we approach we had a conversation with them so whatever the travel insurance they provide most of the travel insurance end at 3500 meter 4000 meter at the max so in case of trekking they have this uh, mentioned clearly that uh, if you are participating in any kind of adventure activity our insurance doesn't cover that part of the game so that itself a big issue this whole industry adventure industry is running without proper insurance of safety so in case of trekking i can say you like uh, it's very very less places i guess i mean in india you are tra- going for a trek or a climbing you get a insurance it's rarely possible chadar trek is possibly the only one trek right now in india in ladakh region they are operating with a insurance which insurance is it's a kind of operated by most possibly s360 as a company they are a third party vendor they are tied up with icici lombard and they are managing this for only this chadar trek they manage successfully uh, i guess for arstok kangri also one one year but not further because some other issues came up uh, but chadar they are doing it uh, last year at uh, this uh, not last year this year 2020 they managed in a very good collaboration with the government officials and all these things so this is a initiatives i appreciate them they started it but i have to say it's a long way to get in shape one of my client from mumbai and one of my, our client from dubai those two people is had a like a banking background so possibly those are the only two people who asked me what are the policies and how we can ask for a claim in what are the scenarios we can get a claim nobody is asking this they have just taken consider like uh, this is a part of an additional expenditure going for my other trick this ignorance this is our, our own money but this ignorance is i mean you may have enough money to be ignorant about this amount of 2500 bucks or 3000 rupees whatever they are spending but your ignorance is not helping this industry or this process to get stabilized to get better as a responsible trekking company how do you make sure that your trekkers are trekking responsibly in terms of responsible trekking we try to work from beginning like when you haven't start trekking at all when we reach to the destination and the trek start point we start at communicating with you we try to start i mean this topics to be on table so we always say like uh, i mean we with this communication is very important i mean we can have many knowledge but the, at the same time we are on vacation we get lazy to execute our knowledge so 
bringing this topic on table is the first thing we try to do and we most of the time we see people start agreeing with us not arguing but agreeing with us yeah we know yeah we know yeah we know so then it's the next approach is like okay if all of us know if all of us agree let's start doing it for this trick make it a better trick make it a responsible trick picking up plastic on the road don't throw the garbage on your trail these are small things to do but what important is bring it on ta- i mean bring this topic on table so daily basis we try to keep this topic alive there are many ways we approach it when we are saying to be a responsible traveler what exactly we are trying to say is actually we are trying to say the take care of the environment take care of nature so any part any uh, any itinerary of our travel we try to keep the aspect of environment alive in case of operational aspect we have different operational modules to follow for every trek our we meet our, our staff in a way that uh, the team in a way that uh, what are the rules they need to follow in terms of waste management how the kitchen will kitchen waste will be managed it's very simple it's not difficult for example i can tell you one simple thing like if you most of the time in case of organized trekking you are carrying loads you are carrying rations we along with you now this weight they're reducing they can't be increasing if you have a 50 kilogram of rice packet or 500 gram of maggi packet or noodles packet once you consume it the waste it generates is less than or almost equivalent to 1/10th of the weight so you already have capacity of that 500 gram or 50 kg of rice packet to carry back because if you are starting your operation with five horses to carry your load or 12 porters to carry your load you have the setup but you are forgetting to bring back the 1/10th load of it so that is actually mindset nothing less nothing more so we always i mean try to keep this is topic alive by multiple discussion once you in a day suppose you finish your trek you sit in a kitchen tent or dining tent dining tent to have a discussion among themselves then our trek leaders try to bring the environment topics in a different way it can be simple you can start a discussion and give a topic ek to discuss different uh, topic to your trekkers to discuss about what are their different nice moment uh, about with nature uh, what they like about nature why they are doing trekking how they are i mean connect with nature during trekking at the same time how the nature is getting devastated uh, impacted affected all these things plastic is just a single simple thing but at the same i mean it's a, it's becoming major because we are generating more but there are many things which can be a in this i mean bring in this topic so this is i will say this is our main approach knowledge we share information we share our knowledges we try to gain knowledges out of you we try to gain information about you we try to keep the nature environment alive within you so that how i think the things is possible otherwise even if we try to set up many process many structure 
to maintain and be a responsible traveler it's difficult to maintain because it's need participation of the whole team in the trekking that's really great i think conversations are very important when it comes to raising awareness how can trek companies ensure that there is less waste generated on trails is it only the responsible or trek companies or the trekkers are also responsible for it so as i was saying it's a teamwork i mean when you were going for a team trekking and there is like a team the team have different members and different role each members has different role to play for example a cook or chef he is managing the kitchen it's absolutely his responsibility to take care of the kitchen waste if he has a, a scope to liter two how he is segregating the waste and how he is managing the waste we strictly mention to bring back all the non biodegradable waste to the trek start point or trek end point from there again we bring it back to the local municipality to take care of it biodegradable waste you can and just dig a pit and dump it apart from that we have on a daily basis of toilet waste when people are camping that is a, a big concern also so we have protocols to follow where can they can dig a hole to make a, a toilet pit where they can and set up a toilet tent and where they can't how far it should be from the water why they should would avoid the, i mean how they can avoid the contamination of this uh, the toilet waste into drinking water and river stream so these these are the protocols these our team uh, i mean sub, uh, support team they follow so this way it's a both side responsibility and both side need to maintain if any of the side becomes easy or reluctant about it then things fall started falling apart what is the best way to spread awareness about responsible trekking it's really very difficult to say from uh, if you ask me then i will say i i try to figure out in this way that why are you trekking i try to reach to this point i mean first that why are you trekking why are you here what are you i mean doing here you have some time to spend on your own your vacation i mean and you choose trekking for that and why you did that so that questions and its answer is very important because once you are able to connect it that reason behind your trekking then it will be easier for us to spread the awareness bring the environmental awareness in topic because i believe 99.9% of us trek because somehow we are connected to nature we can connect to nature there can be several output of it artists can get inspiration of of landscape a photographer can get photographs out of a um, good landscape as somebody who is i mean like doing some kind of research on stone or something like that i mean any other natural botany geology who like i mean wildlife watching some somehow we are connect connecting it to the nature that's how multiple time we are again and again we are traveling we are trek or we are trekking if that area is clear then bringing a few more issues or concern in your mind it's easy if you are not able to if even not able to connect yourself to uh, i mean nature then i mean you need to ask 
task then don't waste your time you have good time you can do something else as some i mean definitely there can be one person who is like who get a lot of adrenaline rush uh in terms of sports you are taking it in terms of sports but even if you are passionate about the sports if you are connecting trekking as a sports and you are enjoying this the calorie burn part of it adrenaline rush part of it still you have to understand that you need the environment to alive you need this nature to be alive to perform it on daily basis so this is how end of the day somehow we are connected somehow we are connected to nature so that's your trekking your activity is connected to nature i think that's the best way i feel if you had to give three suggestions to aspiring trekkers what would they be ask yourself first why you are trekking that is important that can create a new dimension you know, add, add a new flavor and add a new dimension on your or trekking if you, you just i mean if you are clear about that thing then you can ut- utilize your trekking vacation trekking holiday to inspire that aspect of you second i will say once you are clear about it start picking up some responsibilities if you are trekking if you are traveling in different region then start picking up responsibility is uh simple like they be a resp- becoming a responsible traveler is picking up responsibility itself so how a, how a traveler can be a responsible traveler it's important to be a responsible traveler now that is if you want to travel for longer time if you if you want our next generations coming generations to keep traveling otherwise we will be traveling and we will be keep creating conflicts what happening in uttarakhand why uh, this government is saying that uh, we will ban all this meadows for camping it's beautiful places to camp why why it's getting stopped because we are not getting responsible about our traveling we need to be responsible traveler at the same time when you are saying responsible traveling we need to bring these things in mind that how we are contributing to our host our host land our people who are hosting us third i will say as a trekker there is different way you can mature yourself by getting preparations and all terms of it but at the same time i will say that when you are writing back something when you are writing a blog when you are creating a video a blog the blog something like that when you are sharing information you are passing informations to your fellow trekkers be realistic that will help many people don't try to create some mumbo jumbo stories to i mean like make yourself bigger than nature rather convict rather say directly whatever you faced if it is hard harsh say that if you are not saying that then it is creating many misconceptions then it's bringing many wrong people into it you being a tricker have the right to write i mean to i mean say the truth read the geography read the stories and then pick up your destination which suits you best which we find the i mean the biggest mystery you can connect in your mind that was it guys i hope that the next time you go on a trek you are not only aware about environmental well being but also know about the best trekking practices 
choose a responsible trekking company read reviews choose a local trek agency rather than a commercial one if you are planning to start trekking after the restrictions are lifted please make sure that you follow all safety precautions and choose your agency wisely also don't leave your covid protection mask and gloves on the trails or anywhere you are traveling uh, i mean like it's very important message uh, anshul that uh, what you bring into the end that post covid travel definitely maybe we can have one more uh, conversation regarding this rocky feet as a company we are thinking about it as deeply as possible we are connecting with doctors we are trying to create a travel kit for covid post covid when we are traveling what kind of travel kit can really help us to keep it along with us which will help us to take care of ourselves and a better way in a better way so that's definitely it's a good message i will say the same thing keep your mask on and the world is not going to end it's still more uh, still more to explore it was a very nice session with you arnav thanks a lot for these insights thank you anshul to be honest i didn't heard all of your podcast but i really had a couple of them with doing good i hope delhi passenger will come up with more podcasts and it's required uh it's a it's a nice way you are bringing topic the way you are creating discussions with different people from different dimensions i really loved it keep doing it i wish you good luck thanks a lot arnab you can connect with arnab at stay uh, tuned about post covid travel information and many other works we are doing related to environment and you can follow us in rockyfit.com in case of facebook search us as rockyfit in case of instagram um, you can find us as rockyfit.instamag you can also share your ideas for next episode on my twitter and instagram make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on the platform you are listening i hope that you have a great week month year you can check out the previous episode if you haven't i will be back with a new episode soon